This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming podcast where we choose a topic and talk about it for as long as the dice decides. So let's get to it. Our normal first question. All right. What have you been up to? I guess it's been the holidays lately, so there's been some more, more time around. All right. Two minutes. So oh, okay. this one's pretty short. I'll just go through quickly. Um, I have been painting orcs as normal, but I did manage to paint a space marine, mostly painting. Uh, oh, I did actually end up playing uh, some Rangers of Shadow Deep because you can play that solo. So I did, uh, because of the break, I decided to clean up one of the missions, the fan-made missions that I made for Rangers of Shadow Deep for new Rangers. Because basically there's this, there's this um, mission in Rangers that requires two Rangers, one of lower level and one of newer level. And I was like, oh, well, if I want to start this guy of a lower level, I don't want to start him from zero. So I want to play a, a, like a, a, an intro Sorry. mission as opposed to my main Ranger. But you can't do that. So I wrote one. Uh, so cleaned it up. Uh, I sent you uh, the uh, version that I had play tested and gone through just to help clean it up. And hopefully I'll be able to be, but by now you should probably be able to take a look on the Rangers for Shadow Deep uh, Facebook group and uh, find it and play it and tell me what you think. Yeah, That's it looks what pretty doing. legitimate. So Thanks. I have just been painting more Infinity, the O12. I finished off a bunch of stuff from earlier ended up not liking part of the color scheme, even though I'd finished like a whole bunch of guys with it and repainted a bunch of areas because the colors, I mean, once you paint things that doesn't always yeah. come together and there's nothing that's hard to paint going... tight pants to make it look good. You paint them dark. Cause that's, you know, if people are wearing tights, they often wear black tights just to make them inconspicuous. And then whatever yeah. else over top of that is more noticeable. So you just think of it as fashion. So the yeah. tights or are the opposite. Green. <clears throat> where it's like super fluorescent and you just lean into it like the 80s ah yes you make like an aerobics thing uh-huh yep all right well i didn't go that direction yeah <laughs> all of o12 was a bunch of aerobics instructors so now you know yep. all right time for time for a new topic so it's been the holidays lately which made me sort of yep. think about like gift giving and all that Huh? And the question is for miniatures, what makes a good gift as a miniatures thing as something hobby related? Uh, six minutes. Holy crap. The whole podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a pretty good one. Although we probably should have had asked this question before Christmas instead of after, but this is one of those things to think about in the new year and then totally forget when you have to buy gifts for people. Well, people so, have birthdays too. So yeah, yeah, I know. I guess if you have a friend in, in January, a uh, friend or family in January who you want to buy miniature gifts for. Um, I guess it really depends on who you're buying a gift for, right? Is it a major hobbyist or, or a young one who you're trying to get into the, or who maybe not trying to get into, but who is just starting into the, into the hobby or who maybe, uh, you think would enjoy the hobby, that's going to be very, very different on how you, how you go about buying it. For example, um, you know, when I've, I've uh, bought gifts for you sometimes, uh, one of the major things that I would do because uh, 
there are gifts, you know, you, we buy miniatures all the time, right? So obviously you want to make sure you don't buy them something they have more than enough of. Like if they have, if, if you want to buy the, uh, a veteran, a bunch of miniatures for their favorite thing, uh, you don't want to make it so that they buy yet another, I don't know, squad of uh, space Marines maybe because they have too many already. Mm-hmm. Un- or, or <laughs> Uh, but if it's orcs, it's probably fine because you can never have enough orcs. Uh, but the other thing that I think is really, really nice is if you customize it or you give them something that you can't just buy off the shelf. Yeah, so I know good. this is like one of those those things because, where it's like, yep. Yeah, because you're a hobbyist, so it's totally within your power to to create something different for them. And yeah, it's just exactly. more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if, and 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 that's another thing. It's like if you buy them a gift that you have painted, assuming you paint and can assemble in a way that the person would put it, you know, would would not mind. Like if you're a terrible painter or something like that, and they have all perfectly painted stuff, I don't know if they would put it into their army. But it it it's really the thought that counts a lot for for you know good friends, and this is basically for any gift, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thought is really mm-hmm. what counts, uh, unless it's a really, really fancy, nice gift, and then it's the price that really, really counts. <laughs> but I guess that's part of it is the thought, right? They're like, wow, yes, you're going to spend what, all this money on me. I guess going back to the new players thing, like mm-hmm. if they were thinking of getting into the game, then just like core stuff yeah. actually has some use to them. If they don't really know the game very well, you're like, okay, this thing is useful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh yeah buy them buy someone who's not into your your game a starter set for the game to try to hook them and be like ah you know it's covid it's just for painting and stuff but if you want to play i'll totally show you it's mm-hmm. a good trick yeah if they're not already in the game you can buy them basic stuff yeah we had a friend that got another friend uh into the hobby by basically giving them a free army as a gift oh you used your used stuff or like the army you've basically like moved on from Mm-hmm. yes and, and that's a pretty that was pretty crazy i think it was like hundreds of dollars or something like that but it worked mm-hmm. for a few years and uh yeah and then the the guy that he got into the hobby kind of found their own way and started playing different games that they enjoyed until they mm-hmm. died so that's that's really good as well uh the other thing that i i i have uh, i've been working on for a while is dioramas so for your non uh hobby or or miniatures friend uh a book nook is a really really good way to use your miniature hobbyist skills to give to a non-hobbyist because a book nook is basically a diorama that is the size of i don't know a, a few hardcover books and can slide into a bookshelf it's and like it's the just Lord like of the a rings trilogy all jammed together size yeah, except that it's a diorama of, let's say, Aragorn versus, I don't know, that orc. I don't remember what his name is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or or like the Witch King versus Eowyn or something like that as a beautiful scene for your friend that loves the Lord of the Rings. Putting that together for them is like a really beautiful gesture because they can see how much time and effort you put into it, right? And you get to share a little piece of your hobby with someone who is not necessarily going to want to have a giant army on their kitchen table but having a little diorama in their bookshelf is a really nice sentiment 
So yeah, basically it's its own display case basically at that point. So yeah. Yeah. Miniature gamers would have display cases, but not non-miniature gamers. So mm-hmm. yeah, and hopefully your diorama is nice enough that they don't hide it behind uh their books of Lord of the Rings because they're ashamed of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> or they love you enough that they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. We've almost gone six minutes here, but I guess the thing for more experienced, like hobby people who have way too much stuff is maybe just simpler Uh things like hobby tools or paints that are sort of just a bit outside of what they normally use. So it's like, Mm. oh, hey, I found this thing that's really cool. How about you like try this out? Like get get them a set of like three paints from a line they don't use that are like really cool colors you know of, like hobby tools that are sort of off. That's a really good idea. Outside of like the beaten path of your typical stuff. Yeah, help expand your friends, right? and and help them experience other things yeah Mm -hmm. another one is alcohol that i don't know how it's (laughs) miniature related but yeah there you go well you drink alcohol while you're playing miniatures or you're painting i think that happens a lot so you give them something to help them uh you know continue and have more fun while doing it there you go for people who you're already playing miniatures with just get them booze yeah there you go all right make sure that they're older yeah, that's lots of gift giving ideas for for all times of the year. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll probably revisit this one maybe uh, before Christmas next year. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, next one. My question is: Would you see yourself uh, buying a three D printer in the next year or two? Uh, see what this comes. Two up minutes, as. and that's right. that's the whole podcast. So I would say in the next year or so, probably not because I would want a resin printer because just the size yeah. of miniatures we play with our 28 millimeter scale stuff. Like if you were a yeah. diorama builder or something, maybe having a filament printer would be okay to build bigger stuff for cheap. But like I, if I do anything, I would want a good resin 3D printer and I don't see the price coming down to the point where I would get enough use out of it. So I'm thinking that if I were ever to get one, it'd be more likely I would get somebody's old used one for somebody who's like, say, you know, someone who's more into it and they uh-huh. want like the top of the line equipment. Are uh, they upgraded? And they, get, and they go and upgrade and want to get rid of their old one. And you know them. So, you know, they haven't just like broken the thing. Cause there's a good chance if you buy these used things online, that it's just, mm-hmm. it's just going to be broken. So yeah. if you know someone who's like too crazy into it and they buy their new, like three thousand dollar resin printer resin printer and then mm-hmm. offload the last one they bought for three thousand dollars to you for mm-hmm. like 400 bucks you're like okay that's that's the price point and the reason why i would jump into it but beyond that within the next year probably not i am really really close honestly um i think resin printers just look, looking online and seeing mm-hmm. where they are right now they're actually you can get decent ones for under a thousand dollars American, so I guess it's like thousand five hundred or something like that. Canadian, um, they're getting really close, but they're still not as high quality as your uh, your metal casts and your resin casts because they use even they use the ten thousand dollar printers, right? But they're all becoming a lot cheaper now, and they're really close to being worth it. The actual thing that I I think is the biggest barrier to me for not getting into it is how much trouble it is to print it off. (laughs) You have to like, you print it off and then you have to, to like, uh, you you gotta, you know, irradiate it (laughs) with UV light. 
And then you got to clean up your resin printer and the resin, you know, it's kind of toxic. You don't want to touch it. Right. And there, there's also fumes that come off. And that's the kind of thing that it's a little bit, it's, it's almost there. You can see it where, where like in the next five years is very possible, but like, we're just that little bit where I'm like, why don't I just wait for them to spend a little more time to polish things up before I, before I go take the leap. Yeah, I think when that happens, we'll see more better sculpts come out for print on your own. But at this point, I'm not seeing like, I'm not seeing piles of sculpts. I'm like, oh, I have to print this. There's oh, I'm starting to see that. That's the problem. That's the real reason why I want to get a wrist printer. Why I'm so dying to get one now, because I'm like, I'm seeing a bunch of sculpts where, where I can't buy them uh, in the normal miniature market, but I, I can get a 3D render of it and then I could print them off. And that to me is so tempting. Yeah, well, I can see more and more better stuff coming out. Anyhow, there's our two minutes on that one. Yep, answer is no. <clears throat> Not yet. All right, so that's been it for D6 Minutes uh, today. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you want to ask us, you can uh, find us or you can contact us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, or find us on Facebook where Dice Over Everything or join the group and show us what you're up to at Dice Over Everything Group. All right, this has been Alan. It's been Brandon. Bye.